Hi everyone, hope you are well uh, and we are back for another episode of the Jared O'Sullivan podcast uh, with your host Jared O'Sullivan. Um, so thank you all for who, lis- or for who listened to the first episode, uh, I appreciate the listening and the great feedback, um, it's very very positive. In today's episode we're going to talk about a topic a lot of people can relate with uh, and it's the, the phases of transforming your body. So it's something everyone wants to do regardless of whether you're a, a beginner all the way up to an intermediate Transforming your body is still something you want to do, uh, and, and there's different levels, obviously, we can take it to. So on today's podcast, we're going to start from, from scratch and work our way up. Um, we're going to go through the different phases, and obviously we're going to look at an after plan or a maintenance plan uh, once uh, your transformation is over, which is a very overlooked part of transformations, which is why we see the the rebounding and the binging and restriction or restriction that, that, that people go through uh, when they have lost lots, uh, large amounts of weight. So before I go through it, um, it's something we won't talk about too much in today's podcast because it's it's probably due a podcast on its own. Um, but before you do ach- or achieve any transformation, the main thing that you need to worry about is obviously going to be your mentality because um, it doesn't matter what program you sign up for, who you hire, what you pay. Nothing promises you results unless you're willing to work hard. Uh, and that's one thing most people don't realize. Just because you've made a first step of starting something doesn't mean you're going to get anywhere because it takes your, your work rate over time to achieve anything, and that doesn't matter what level you start at. So on to our phase one um, of transforming your body, and it's going to be the phase most people should spend the majority of their time in, and it's the learning phase. So with this phase, the majority of people, especially for just starting out, they won't have any habits in place. Uh, you'll be in a phase where you're doing what you want, really. There's no thought around calories. There's no thought around training. Doing things like tracking your steps or managing your sleep and stress will just be unheard of and you're kind of just floating around uh, on a day-to-day basis. You're not really, you don't really feel that unhealthy because you're so used to, to I suppose, feeling unhealthy and fatigued to where you are. It's going to take you a period of actually feeling better to realize um, what kind of poor health state you, you were in at this time. So starting out with this phase, you've no real history of structured progressive training uh, or nutrition. So what I mean by structured progressive training is you have a structured training program. Uh, it's suited to how many days you can train a week, when you train, what level you're at, your biomechanics, your past injury history, what exercises you dislike, the equipment you have available, and so on. When I say progressive, this means you stick with the same program you start with. So this chopping and changing program each week to shock the body, quote unquote, or to keep things varied uh, all the time is, is the wrong idea for most part for most people. Um, you cannot get better at something if you change it each week. And lifting weight is most definitely uh, a skill. Um, and that skill acquisition takes time. So if you're struggling to learn how to do an RDL or to squat uh, or to feel your back on certain things or certain movements, you swapping exercises each week isn't going to allow you to learn how to, to improve that over time. So I think, for example, for myself, I've only changed my own program, I think, maybe three times in the last 18 months. Um, because if you want to get stronger, you want to make sure you're beating your your reps or you're improving each week, uh, getting stronger each week on certain lifts. Because if you're chopping and changing all the time, you won't know if you're actually improving in, on anything. Once we have a, a training structure in place, we also have to look at the nutritional structure of someone. So when it comes to nutrition, most people will probably benefit from worrying about this first and foremost before the training. Um, because when it comes to body composition and control and energy balance of calories in versus calories out, 
it's much more efficient to control the calories in than trying to expend it out. It's virtually impossible to expend things off. So uh, when starting with nutrition as a person, you need to pretty much remove all the biases you have. So whatever method you've done in the past, you need to remove your thought process from those. You need to understand the fundamentals of nutrition. So the first principle of nutrition is always going to be energy in versus energy out. So it's the calories you take in versus what you expend. That's all foods, regardless of whether the food con- calories consist of chicken and broccoli or of ice cream and Pop-Tarts. Controlling your calories, regardless of what it is, is always the first protocol. Obviously, food quality is a good idea, but if you're someone who's never done it and it's alien to you, it's better just to control calories in general before before tidying things up uh, and then progressing from there. Once you're good at controlling calories, then we have to look at what the calories can are consisted of. So main thing people need to worry about after calorie control is eating enough protein. Uh, and protein is for everybody, regardless of whether you're an 18-year-old male who just wants to get massive or whether you're uh, a 70-year-old uh, retired person who is has never lifted weights before. They just want to feel healthy uh, and improve their quality of life. Um, you actually need more protein as you get older, which is a topic for another day. Um, but again, protein is vital. And how much you need will obviously depend, as we said, on your age, your your uh, training intensity, your training experience, the amount of muscle mass you have, uh, your sport, um, and a, a few other variables will come into the requirement there. But again, it's going to be very individual to a person in their given context. Once we have protein down, then you obviously need to look at um, food quality. So making sure there's enough fruit and veg so you're not nutrient deficient in anything. Um, it's all well and good controlling your calories because there will be a point if your calories consist of only Pop-Tarts and ice cream, as I said, you will become very nutrient deficient and there's a whole host of metabolic and hormonal problems that come with that. Um, so we're looking to not have any deficiencies or exclude any food groups uh, at all within uh, a diet unless external circumstances require so. So with that, you're just looking for a, a variety of fruit and veg in your diet. And if you're a person who doesn't have uh, a broad, I suppose, taste palette of foods, you're a very picky eater, supplementation might be required just to make sure you're not deficient in anything. Starting with that calorie control and understanding that no food is good versus bad and no food in isolation may, will make you fat is going to be vital for most people. Most people need to massively address their food relationship uh, that they don't see, see food as something they can or can't have or they don't see it as being on plan or off plan. It's just over time learning that this is generally how you eat. You can technically have whatever you want when, whenever you want it. Once it's accounted for, you know what you're doing um, and everything is tracked and clarified with what you're doing. Um, and obviously there needs to be a lot of enjoyment with food. Food shouldn't be boring, tedious. You need to enjoy what you eat. As I said, no food makes you fat. So once there's a, uh, a varied diet, you control your calories, you uh, are eating enough fruit, veg, and protein, you can fit the quote-unquote nicer stuff that you tend to, to ban yourself from. You can fit that way in your diet, no problem, and still achieve your results. After that, then, when we're moving forward, you have your training, your nutrition, you obviously have to track certain variables to, to know if you're progressing or not. So uh, what doesn't get me- or, uh, measured won't get managed. So you need to... If there's any apps you need to use, you need to decide what you need to use. Uh, you need to decide what variables are going to track. So would you track weight, progress photos, uh, obviously things like resting heart rate, um, will you do GERP measurements and so on. Um, the more tools you use, the better because you get a deeper insight into what's going on. 
Um, but then external reasons why you might pick certain things. And let's say if someone has, uh, I suppose, a body image issue where they get thrown off by weighing themselves, you might just do a method where you look more at how someone feels from eating, what way they're training, what's their food quality like. Um, and obviously it's like controlling calories and stuff, but you just take the pressure away from weighing yourself at all times. Um, and again, it's just finding what variables are right for a certain person uh, in, in their own individual context. Bear in mind, big point here, all of this is going to take time. So everyone wants results yesterday. Um, it doesn't happen that way. It's going to take time to do all of this. You're not going to just hit the ground running and be perfect from, from the get-go. It's going to take time. It's going to be hard to start. You're going to feel like you're not doing anything. You're going to get frustrated. But again, as you get used to it, it'll get much easier. It's a case of riding a bike. Once you learn a lot of this stuff, uh, it doesn't really change over time. You just obviously adapt it to whatever you, whatever goal you have at a certain time. It's going to take a couple of weeks, if not months, for you to get the hang of it. Um, be patient with yourself and, and just look to work hard at it and you will get there. Pretty much that's phase one. Obviously, you'll spend a lot of time in this phase. Uh, most people will usually probably start in a calorie deficit to tidy up body composition. And why that is, is a lot of body fat is, is not good across the board. It's not a good foundation. Health markers will be impaired. You won't have a good ability to digest and use nutrients. Um... It's not a good foundation to build muscle from if that's where you're looking to build muscle from. Um, and most people generally won't feel happy with them in themselves with a lot of body fat. So most people's initial phase, unless you have a great starting point, will be a general fat loss phase, primer phase, whatever you want to call it. But just a phase, literally, you look at certain things. So you bring body fat levels into a better range. You look to uh, improve stress management and sleep quality. You make sure nutrition uh, and training and everything is in uh, a good spot and there's there's clarity with what someone's doing. Um, and then you work from there. You will spend whatever amount of time you need in this phase. Um, usually when you come out of this phase will be when either fatigue starts to get too high, uh, calories can't move any lower, you can't train anymore. Uh, and just generally when you run out of options, but the person's in a good spot. Uh, key point there, you don't want to go overkill. You don't want to put someone into such a state of fatigue that they can't progress from there. So it's just more about addressing all the health markers and lifestyle factors, such as body fat, sleep, stress, uh, and so on, and just setting a great foundation to build from there. And regardless of whether you're a female or a male, you will have to do this. Most females hate the thought of this phase initially because they're nearly terrified of eating more food and possibly training less. Um, and it's like that hamster wheel I always talk about that people want to be on of. They have to be dieting and they have to be chasing fat loss at all times. And they completely disregard performance, health, mental health, enjoyment of what they're doing for chasing the quote-unquote dream bod that they see on social media. Um, it's not that you won't go back into a diet again down the line, but you need to get yourself into a better position first. Um, so again, the whole prior or the whole priority of, of this uh, priming phase or this initial fat loss phase is just to bring all health markers into range, and it's just to set you set you up. Um, Obviously, after this, then we need to transition into that maintenance phase. Uh, and why that is, is you will have this adaptive response to a calorie deficit. Or no matter who you are, you will you will always have this response. So when you're in a calorie deficit for a long period of time and that calorie deficit gets bigger to lose more fat or you're doing more output, your body is smart. It has adapt adaptive uh, mechanisms to, to prevent excess weight gain because your body likes this maintenance of balance at all times it doesn't like losing too much weight and it doesn't like gaining too much weight um so it will adapt so it will down regulate 
metabolic and hormonal processes it will just slow everything down and all of a sudden you're not losing the same amount of weight as you initially did at the start with the same calorie deficit then you max out your calories and you max out your output um stress is high fatigue is high this is when you need to reverse up regardless of usually what level you're at you need to be clever with reverse up you need to be smart um and will involve just reversing calories back up gradually over time keeping things in check um improving sleep and stress again um and then obviously it's a great time to try increase training performance because the food is going to gradually get higher there's going to be more energy to train you will probably actually on or subconsciously move more during the day anyway because of the more more food um it allows you more flexibility with your food um you can you can obviously enjoy food more eat out more because it's just easier to manage these things there's a big difference between trying to manage something on 13 1400 calories and trying to manage something on 1800 to 2000 calories and this kind of process where you go calorie deficit priming phase or fat loss phase or whatever you want to call it into a maintenance phase reverse diet you will constantly i suppose rinse and repeat this um until you you are content with where you're at most people never do or will, most people get content but they always want to improve people will go through phases of this all times the length of these phases will determine uh, or be determined by the goals so how long you spend bringing calories higher or how long you spend in a calorie deficit will be determined by the goal but you do need to transition through the phases you can't spend too long or even all your time in one phase uh for most people that would apply to spending too long in the calorie deficit phase you do need to come back out at some point um this is kind of where most people struggle so you would see people who do a slimming world or they do weight watchers or they do some form of method where they lose the initial three stone four stone 10 kilos 15 kilos whatever they lose then they get to a point where they're not losing weight anymore and they think they either have to eat less or do more or they just get demotivated, they throw in the towel, uh, and all of a sudden they either go backwards or they go backward and then they try to get back to where they were and it's a constant regain of weight back to where you were. But all of a sudden months pass and they haven't actually made any further progress. It's because they've completely disregarded the need for this this maintenance phase um, and you everyone needs to go to, go, go to this point. Um, so when we have this maintenance phase over, you can either keep rinsing and repeating the calorie deficit maintenance phase and so on, bouncing up and down between the two phases. But we also have to have this kind of after plan. So when you're finished losing weight or where you've got to a place where you're content, there needs to be a, an after plan or a recovery period. So whether you've lost just large amounts of weight for your own happiness and health, whether you've done something like a photo shoot or something physique-wise, there needs to be a, an after an aftercare plan. So obviously we're bringing ourselves to that state of maintenance there needs to be the psychological understanding or the mental understanding on that person's behalf of why they're doing it um because i see it time and time again with people that i work with is there's this like fear of getting fat or even your own perception of what being in shape and being out of shape is it's completely um scrambled and all over the place and your own perception of being out of place is is literally it's ludicrous at times like you you're you mightn't have changed all that much but in your mind you think you've gotten reckless out of shape you're it makes you unhappy and demotivated and it's just like this psychological body image issue thing that people massively deal with at all times when we reverse up there's lots of ways we can do it you can bring someone up to their new maintenance level with their new body weight uh, or you can slowly build it up over time 
obviously we'll still track all the variables just to make sure nothing's getting out, of, getting out of hand at any particular time. Where you will end up here is what most people don't see the bigger picture with this, but where you will actually end up is you will end up on a far higher calorie level at a much lower body weight than where you started. And most people don't realize that. Uh, and most people, when they're in that calorie deficit mind phrase of they want to chase the dream bod, they, they don't see the, the silver lining or the positives because they're just so strung out and, and wanting to lose X amount of weight or want to lose more fat or wanting to look a certain way in their own mind. But again, getting to this place where you're much healthier, there's a lot less food focus, um, and obviously you can enjoy life a bit more while maintaining results, is going to be a massive player for someone because... Most people are in, in, in a phase where they're constantly trying to diet. The calories are bottomed out and they're so low. And anytime they go off track, then they seem to just gain weight rapidly. That's because when you're in a chronically, I would say, starved state for such a long period of time, if you overeat drastically too quickly, so you're consuming 1,300 calories, but all of a sudden over a weekend, you consume three or 4,000 each day from alcohol and eating out and stuff, your body position or your body is going to be in a state where it's going to want to store every bit of energy you have uh, given it because of fear of going into starvation again. But when you reverse calories up smartly and you recover in a smart manner, this isn't the case. Um, your body just kind of repairs itself over time. It does what it needs to do uh, and everything gets in a much healthier place. So there's a big difference between being in a calorie deficit and then binging or massively spurging and then wanting to go back into deficit to repair the damage. And you're in that repetitive cycle that you can't get out then which is is one most people fall victim to uh, and it's what i like to help people get out of um so i suppose this so far i can, I can understand if this this is a lot of information to take in um you might need to listen to listen to this twice hopefully i haven't bored you to death so far but i just feel it's very important information that people will need to to understand over time it's a message i want to get across especially that that need to come out of a calorie deficit and you can't spend your life in a calorie deficit, which most people do. Um, like I, uh, The amount of people I, I work with or have met have just been dieting for years upon years because like, like they, they, they feel like they have to at all times. They're just constantly chasing fat loss. Um, and like literally it's like a massive deal whenever I work with a female and we get their calories about 2,000. It's like, it's like Christmas has come all at once, but... Most people, if you train a lot and you're in a good position, they, they will need to spend a lot of time in that higher calorie range too, rather than just assuming that I'm a female, I need to lose weight, I'm going to eat 1,300 calories forever. Um, so it is an important point. So back to where we were at. Um, with that after plan too, if you were doing a lot of training and your, your training amount is capped out, you might re reduce the amount of output. So you might look at how much weight training, how much steps someone's doing, how much cardio someone's doing. Uh, and you might reduce some of it just to reduce the stress response from training as well. But what we have to bear in mind is training, even though it makes you feel good, uh, and obviously a calorie deficit, both are extremely stressful at times on your body, especially when they're at the extreme ends of both, where exercise is high and calories are low. That is very stressful. Um, and a lot can be done just by removing some of that stress. Uh, for example, one of my clients who's been working extremely hard, really, or, or extremely hard lately, done a photo shoot. Um, and she had the majority of it done we were maybe two or three weeks out and all of a sudden I just told her in, a, in the position we were in in a great spot and I just said remove all your cardio all of it so going from doing cardio nearly every day of the week seven days a week to doing zero overnight literally quote unquote said she was petrified um, all of a sudden we removed all of it she actually ended up getting leaner 
started to lose an initial bit of body fat again. Um, and now she's approaching her photo shoot with calories in a relative good position. Um, no ex- excessive cardio in none, just general steps. Looking great uh, and literally ready to take off the photo shoot. Um, so why that happened is, again, just a reduction of stress. So that's just to prove the point there of, of the role stress plays um, and, and how it needs to be managed. So in this after plan, you're just le- looking to set yourself up into a position where you can maintain where you're at. You know, it's not overly stressful or it takes a lot. This does not represent the people who are maintaining their weight. They're eating out and they're going out, but they're doing four fitness classes a week, one hour of cardio after that, three training sessions and going for two 10km runs. They are not maintaining their weight in a healthy manner. They are maintaining it usually from guilt, uh, excessive training, probably some calorie restriction when they're not out. That is a completely different kettle of fish. That's a different ball game altogether. We're looking to maintain um, our results in obviously a healthy and efficient manner. Or manner. So um, I think that's the majority of my rambling done for today. Hope this was helpful. So we have three phases for most people. Uh, the learning phase um, then the reverse, the maintenance phase, and then the after plan. Most people will spend the majority of their time bouncing around the initial calorie deficit and the maintenance phase. They will just rinse and repeat those two for extended periods of time uh, until obviously you get to the, the place you want. Because obviously how you look as well is going to be massively determined by how much muscle mass you have. That maintenance and reverse diet is, and obviously you'll have to work your way into a surplus at some point, is where you're going to put any muscle tissue on, especially if you get to a point where training is progressive and you are getting stronger, you will not gain a hell of a lot of muscle if any muscle on 1300 calories a day. You will probably just retain at best what you have if training is good and protein is high. So if you're a person where you dieted down or, and you're not happy with how you look, it's usually going to be down to you're, you don't have as, as much muscle as, need, as needed or you don't have as, as much body, as muscle as you think you, you do have, which is usually the case when a lot of people diet for the first time. You will need to spend preferably more time in a healthier state with calories up progressing training than you should be dieting um and i can't overstate that most people spend 95 percent of their time dieting um and if if they even spend five percent of maintenance usually that five percent is because they've gone off track or they've binged out or they had two weeks of uh demotivated work and now they feel guilty you should spend more of your time in that higher calorie range and less of your time in that calorie deficit um and I suppose that's a massive gap at the moment with, with current trainers at the moment because everyone, especially I think I feel myself, it's just down to obviously social media I believe is fantastic, but a lot of people get caught in the bubble of comparing themselves to others. Um, and it's just that false perception of what they what they think they want to look like, um, like ripped abs, veins everywhere, massive shoulders. We can all get there, but like you have to understand what it takes to get to that point how much muscle you need how much training experience you need was there the use of performance enhancing supplement which is a common occurrence it's part of the physique world um, and there just needs to be that understanding of where you're at in your life uh, and where the highlight of people you look at on social media where where they at where they're at uh, in their life so on that note we will conclude um so Take on points, as I said, you have your three phases. You will spend your, your time bouncing around between uh, the calorie deficit and the maintenance, but spend most of your time in maintenance, if possible, or even in a surplus. You need to have a planned approach. You can't just wing this. Um, you should have planned approaches in your, I suppose, both programming for nutrition and training. All my clients will have phases where um, it'll be clear when they are going to be moving up or when they're going to be down. 
and it's explained why they need to do so at any given time. Um, when things are explained and people understand things and they're open-minded and they're realistic with what they need to do, um, it's a much smoother process and these are the people who get fantastic results. Mainly as well, quote me on this one, you cannot eat 1,300 calories forever and expect things to change. So if you're eating 1,300 calories and you haven't changed how you look in the last six months and you're continuously eating 1,300 calories and you expect your body to just change, your body is going to um, politely say a big fuck you and not a prayer in the world is going to keep changing. So don't be afraid to fuel your body. Obviously, we have to look at someone's food relationship and body image issues. But key point here is, one, yeah, don't starve yourself. Um, so hope you found this podcast helpful. Again, any subscribers, shares, comments, anything um, that can help the podcast grow is greatly appreciated. And obviously, this is only the, the start of what I hope to be a very long and informative um, podcast setup. Um, so again, appreciate if you've listened this far. Hope I haven't bored you to death. That's all for this podcast and we'll chat to you again very soon.